You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get to it. Hey everybody, hey, yeah, baby, are you ready? Whoa, whoa. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast. I am your host, Tuck. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I hope you all had a lovely week. I know I surely did. This past Friday, we began recording the new off-road minivan record. I'm recording this in advance. It's actually not happening yet, but it's going to start tomorrow. Very stoked to uh, get this bad boy out into the world. It's only been over two years and a billion demos later, and uh, me being a fucking maniac, and it's time. Let's go make the son of a bitch. We're going to be with Adam at Timber Studios. You should go listen to that episode if you didn't yet, because um, he's the man that's in Bayonne, New Jersey. It's going to be super fun. Going to channel my inner armor for sleep, because fuck, they just put out a new song, and it's goddamn perfect. It's so good. You want the garlic, not chicken parm. If you don't know what that is, stop being a bitch. Go get one. Okay, new Fit for a King song, Reaper. It's out now. Go listen to it and beat the piss out of yourself whilst moshing. It's really good. It's fun. It's a, it's a ripper. It's a reaper. It's a re- ripper reaper. Um, this week on the show, we have my friend Kevin Klein. Kevin is the singer-songwriter for the band Valley Heart. Let me tell you this. I am a massive fan. In 2017, they released Nowadays on Rise Records, and I have been a mega fan ever since. I tend to become really obsessed with an album or EP for a while and then just like burn it into the ground but by that, I mean, I just listen to it forever and, and it becomes a part of my soul. Um, and this EP was one of those. I, I stretched to it on tour um, I, almost every day. Um, Bobby and I would listen to it a lot. It just was that comforting soundtrack for me on tour that made me feel better and just like got me excited for the day. It was my thing that I listened to when I changed my strings. It was just... Yeah, I love it. I'm just obsessed with this band. Um, and Kevin is just a brilliant writer and just as amazing of a singer. The delivery he has hits you right in the soul, unless you don't have one because you're a stupid bitch. And they just released a new album called Heal My Head on Tooth and Nail Records, which is very cool. Um, obviously, you guys know that I released my music through them, and it was very nice to uh, be in the same place. Please do yourself a favor and listen to it whether it's the morning with a cup of coffee on your drive at night slow dancing with someone you love man i promise you this band is so special the record is fucking amazing you gotta listen to it before you do that let's listen to this chat here we go my conversation with kevin of valley heart again again like nowadays why is it so hard there it is imagine if the cowardly lion sang that song oh that would make it so much better sick (laughs) hi kevin hey ryan hey thanks for joining me today pal appreciate you you ready to get tucked i'm ready to get tucked i've been ready i've been ready and it's happening I mean, I feel like I, I feel like not to toot my own horn, but like I'm about as an OG of Valley Heart fan as they come. You're OG. Say, Absolutely. I've been, you know, but it's, you know, it's crazy. I've always kind of wondered about some of this and it'll be fun to actually get to like uh, feed my own curiosities today because at the time when nowadays came out, 
I was so caught off guard by like, what is this May worship band doing <laughs> on Rise Records? What the fuck is this? And yeah, I recall being it. You guys were my yoga band when that came out, where oh. every day before I played, I would listen to nowadays like the EP in full while I yeah. did my yoga to play. Yeah. And uh, I remember Bobby stopping our guitar player and just being like, dude, what is this? Like, <laughs> Bro, it's this band Valley Heart. They fuck. And he was like, this is cool. fucking great. And That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, just such a big fan. Always been a big fan of your art. And again, appreciate you taking the time Thank to talk you. to me today, buddy. I'm so um, excited. Yeah. Um, so one, are you, are you home? Are you, um, up in the northeast where are you at these days i am up in so i'm in the northeast but even further north i'm in montreal canada at the moment what are you doing in canada dude so i live here now kind of pretty cool (laughs) yeah um what brought you to canada uh a lady that's tight yeah so uh she's now my wife so we are here Say what? Yeah, Get, isn't getting married tight? It is tight. It's been it sick. Tight. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, awesome. I uh, when did you get married? Congratulations! Uh, this year. Thank you. In March, yeah. dude. Very I got recently. married in June, so same. Oh. Uh, well, this was uh, coming up. June fifth is my one year anniversary. Is your one year? Yeah, I did see that. Uh, that's so luckily awesome, I go Congrats. on tour two days before it. Ah, ah I'm like, yo, shit. bitch, I'm out of here, bitch. <laughs> I'm pacing. Um, it's okay. I uh, I listen to the podcast in the car with her at times. So when I say okay. derogatory things, it's okay because the it's likelihood chill. of her hearing it is like super high. Um, there it is. But yeah. uh, are you coming to Montreal on tour? Fuck. Um, let me. Th- I think I have a extensively large run in the fall, and I think it okay. does. I have to check. I don't actually have the full routing yet okay because it's been a little difficult but i i think so um i assume everyone's gonna start going back because we can now right yeah to canada in general to canada oh yeah yeah definitely so it was was weird because during that time there was a brief time where people can come in from the states but canada had this weird rule that if you were in a conjugal partnership for more than a year with someone or married to them you could visit um, under this like application process that was very arduous and weird. Um, but like, because we've been together longer than a year at that point, I was able to sort of come in and out for, for quite some time now. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since people can come in. Um, and yeah, things are like opening up back here. It took a little longer here and I traveled back and forth back to Boston a whole bunch just to like practice with the band and see family and meet with everyone. And it's not Um, that far. It's not. It's like, like seven hours. It's like six like five and a half technically but like a good six or seven um and it's a beautiful drive and yeah i've done it more times than i can count now it's like my route i go back a lot but it's it was so jarring for a bit there because like this not to get too much about this like covid stuff but like it was so different in the states than it was in canada um and it was like always just jarring living in a couple different realities but i mean touring is that too sometimes when you're going around city to city seeing the different dynamics of each city yeah yeah it was like very different in new york and then i like at one point we drove down to do music video stuff and well everyone met in atlanta so i drove south to meet the band okay but as i like i remember this was like height pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving down south, you just gradually see the masks come off and shit. And then you're <laughs> yes. like, everyone's just like, wait, what's that? Corvus? Yeah, I drink Corona. It's good. Um, <laughs> I love me some Corona, no, boy. And I'm not, I always use that accent and I know it's derogatory and I don't, like, no offense to, I'm not saying that people that have that. Is it derogatory? I don't know. You know, I feel bad because that's always my, I'm going to say dumb shit while I got this voice on here. Yeah. And it's not like just because you have an accent that you're dumb. Just like there are lots of extremely dumb people with dumb accents from New York. And then there's also lots of smart people with terrible accents from New York. Um, Which I met this woman in my building the other day who had just the most like, Oh, hello. I'm going to meet my daughter this morning. Daughter. She's two years old. And I'm walk it was, my dog. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Are you in, you're in New York. Now I'm in Jersey City. So it's oh, like, okay. 20, it's, I mean, it's 20 minutes from Manhattan, which okay. is like two miles. 
So okay, yeah, because you're from <laughs> yeah. upstate originally, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I grew up. I grew up near the Poughkeepsie area, like in between Poughkeepsie and Albany. Yeah, and then uh, moved to gradually worked my way to the city. Lived in Brooklyn the last few years. And then uh, my wife and I decided to move to Jersey City because you just get a little more bang for your buck while cool. still like her drive to work in Brooklyn is exactly the same length in the morning. And I, do, I don't live in Brooklyn. Got it. So tell I, I, I go through a tunnel, cross a bridge, whole thing still takes me the same exact amount of time to get to Brooklyn as when I lived in Brooklyn. That's wild. That's it's so crazy. Fucking dumb. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so I'm loving it, but da da da, I'm loving it. Isn't mm. that like didn't push a T and like Justin Timberlake make that shit or something like that? Yeah, there's some story out there about the you know the message behind the music, if you will. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, I do. I like McDonald's. Okay, so we're gonna talk about your band, Fuck McDonald's, because um, <laughs> it kills people, but it tastes good. Um, so I guess before I get to the now, now the new, mm. new, the we'll talk about the new record stuff. I want to go all the way back, all the way back. Um, Do you remember where we met, Ryan? I, no. I need to, you don't. Okay, no. that, I, this is a question I've been meaning to ask you, and I was excited to get on this to, to talk to you about it. So I, wait, we've we met. We've met. Yeah. And I, I was wondering if you knew this, and this is well, going to be funny. No. Wow. Yeah. What? So I used to play in like a Christian metalcore band. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a fe- Christian festival. Yeah, like a, a soul fest. It was like a Christian fest. We both in New Hampshire, right? In New Hampshire. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Weird, What was right? the name of that Trippy. band? Uh, Exiting the Fall. Yes. You guys yeah. were a good band. You know, we did our thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so okay. I was just curious. I was like, oh, I wonder if you well, remember. Okay. Now, no, it's all coming back to me because we, I remember what, like, we've kind of had this chat, um, like, way a long time ago as, like, when we introed to each other. Um, and yeah, I totally remember this now because I, uh, the Gideon boys played that day, lost a football in the woods. Good time. Oh, okay. Nice. Had a good time. <laughs> Because it was at like, there was like a ski, it was like a ski resort. Yeah. Like ski lifts and yeah. Yeah. Summertime ski resort. Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to that, that thing. And, uh, I think that was maybe the last year we played or one of the last years. So you really grew up doing the like kind of, you know, Christian metalcore tooth and nail solid state thing. You were into that kind of stuff growing up. I mean, cause it definitely was. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, we had no affiliation with those labels at the time, but I mean, everything I was listening to was coming out of like solid state specifically. Um, yeah, I was into all of that stuff as like a teenager. Um, and then did it like toured and played and met so many people across the United States, like so young and being in that band. And then yeah. we broke up when I was like 18 or 19. And then which is cool. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people stay, in certain worlds for, for a long time, but it's cool to like obviously branch out. And at that point I started listening to other styles of music and it wasn't like too late. I hadn't like sort of entrenched myself too deep. Um, but like still yeah. had an experience like touring and, and still love heavy music and, uh, love all kinds of music. But yeah, that was a time in life. Yeah. When you're that age, it's definitely your tastes change. Yeah. Quite a bit. And it's funny because I still just talk about Screamo all the time because mm. I still listen to a lot of Screamo. But I guess the way that my tastes have changed over the years isn't like too drastically. I just think I've honed in on what I really like. And when I like something, I, I am um, really like addicted to it. I just can't. Uh, yeah. Like my favorite thing. Um, right for the last like year has been uh the, i don't know if it's quite a year but you know long time uh the war on drugs i don't live here anymore um yes and i have just been listening to it on repeat on yes, repeat on repeat sir. and i can't get over it because i think it's, it's so perfect. good um, i have some friends that saw it live and oh, i heard I it die. was insane live like so I good i watched the tiny desk a lot okay i would kill to see them live like Same. i've been kind of hinting at my wife like hey honey if you listen to this in the car with me um but that's what I want for like a gift at some point. Like yeah. Give me war on drugs tickets and then I'll be the happiest person ever. Oh um, yeah. 
Because I did, other than like Manchester, I don't think I have a band right now that's on earth that I care about that much. Mm. Like, yeah. that's the one that it's I a like. Good band. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're the record before that. Um, I'm forgetting the name right now. Um, I can look it understanding. up. I haven't really spent Keep, much time. Deeper, under, deeper understanding, I want to say. I have the record like somewhere in this room, but a deeper understanding. A deeper understanding, yeah. Man, that was that was a really good one. See, I'm me. a weird bandless. I haven't listened to that record. Okay. I've just like I get like I said, I get stuck on something. So like I'll I found that record. Um and then I just have only listened to that and I haven't like gone back through their other discography. Like I haven't felt I don't know how to explain it. I don't like. No, I get it. Yeah, I, it like, happens to me weird... all the time. Yeah, it's almost like not to say you're not fans of bands, but sometimes I'm a fan of a record and not necessarily of a band. Not that I wouldn't like the other stuff, but and I think music is dynamic in that way, right? Where it's like sometimes we think of it as like, oh, this is what I like and this is what I don't like, and it's true. But a lot of times, it just has to do with where a record finds you in a time yeah. of life, and you're like maybe going through something, or maybe it's as simple as you're on a walk and like the way that record just hits hit on that walk that's how i ever hold that you know okay like when i first heard them when i was younger and everyone was like oh my gosh simple math is the greatest song i've ever heard and i was Mm -hmm. just like this is fine and i was so pulled into brand new and that was all i cared about so what was the manchester record that like got you black mile Mile, 2017 i think so yeah it's i i that record man um i cannot count the amount of times i've listened to it and i it just was so pivotal for me for where i was when i heard it and like Mm. that time of we it was weird like fit came out with this record dark skies and i was like finding myself in fit as we were like kind of finding ourselves anew and like transitioning a bit sonically. And every day this became my new yoga record where I could get at the front of my mat and I Mm. put on my headphones and I just hear Andy go, I notice you and you notice me. And it was the most soothing thing to my soul that I had felt in, I don't know how long Hmm. and still does it fucks me up. That record is just something about it makes me feel better. Makes me question what I'm doing with my life in really positive ways Hmm. where it makes me think about my relationships and my connections. It's very similar to how I felt about keep you by pianos become the teeth. Mm. because that record for the same reason I was very married to that band for that record. Um, Yeah. And I love their discography as well, but that record just stole my soul. Yeah. But much that record was much sadder. I have a harder time listening to that one. That one's one's heavy. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't think I could listen to it. It's been a while. I don't think I could listen to it right now. It's funny. I have it tattooed on my wrist and I don't know if I could listen to it because it just, I think when the thing, as I've gotten older, the hardest thing for me to grasp is consistent loss Mm. and watching people you care about deal with that. Like, you know, recently I had to go to my brother-in-law's grandfather's funeral. Mm. And for me, or grandmother's rather. And, you know, I only met the woman once. So it wasn't like it was for me. But man, seeing so many people mourn consistently just on the internet, whether it be in person, whether it be through song. Yeah. I still think it resonates the same. And it's still like, it's one of those things sometimes you got to kind of try to take a break from. Mm. That's why Black Mile, for some reason, is that like, it's, 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 makes me feel good. Mm. Um, another one that's really, I'm just going to go on a tangent about yeah. records. I like, another one that does that for me is Everything Feels Better Now by From Indian Lakes. Um, yes. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's yeah. got that really like tapey sound to it. It feels good. But I used to just like put that on when I was in the van and then it would put me to sleep and it was great and make me feel good. But all right. So yeah. I'm going to stop going on a rant about records I like and just talk about <laughs> records I like from you. Oh, um, okay. So that'll be <laughs> much more uh, important for yeah, this conversation. We, we, it's dangerous but, territory to, to open the Manchester door because, I mean, I, yeah, I could talk about that for, for a while and sort yeah. of what that record meant to me and what records I got into. And yeah, there's a, there's a whole other podcast for that for sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do one. That's just, Hey, here are the best records ever. Yeah, let's, ra- let's rate um, the Manchester discography. But first in promotion of your new record, we will just try to get everyone to uh, listen in on the old stuff before they get to the new stuff. Now for mm-hmm. the, the new album, uh, what's it called, bro? Are you just putting out singles or what are no, you doing? No, it's coming out next week. Or okay. depending on when this is out, it might be out already. Um, uh, so I will just try to push this forward. I will just push this forward and put this out and go going along with your release. Got um, it. Yeah, um, it's funny. I'm looking at um, just like your Spotify and stuff right now. And now I'm seeing Heal My Head. Heal My Head. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the um, this birdie picture that's on the, the numbers. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff and, like that. Yeah. Um, it's super, super pretty. Thanks. It's from the um, from the full album artwork. It's uh, I don't know if you've seen the full album artwork, but it's like a bird clock. Um, and yeah, it's part of that whole theme there. But heal my head. That's the the name of the full record. Um, twelve songs, the most we've done on a record. Nice. And man, I'm excited. That's pretty cool. I'm yeah. doing 12 songs for my next one as well. Um, oh, because cool. why not? Songs are fun. So, <laughs> yes. Heal My Head. What's yeah. the inspo? Um, musically, lyrically, all of the above? Yeah. Hit me with yeah. that. Well, you know, I my favorite bands and artists are the ones who you know, they have a sound, right? And I'm sure you can relate to this. And some of the bands you've already said, we've talked about records that do this, but they have a sound, but as they release new records, that's the backbone of that sound stays there, right? But there are new influences and new fusions that sort of mold that sound into something new. Um, And I think that's always sort of the sign of a a maturing band or, or it's like, there's this like aggressive sometimes or just different energy that sort of started it. And, you get that, but in a different way through different sort of songwriting styles or production ways. And, and I think for this record, you know, with our last one, um, musically speaking, it was like a pretty traditional, like rock record and, and, uh, a real fan favorite though. Mm, A fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. People really resonated with it. I think, you know, it was touching on themes of identity and, and faith and church and a lot of stuff about like my upbringing, um, which is funny because I don't know, sometimes people think I have conversations with people and they're like, oh, you wrote that record to like be anti this or the church. And I'm like, nope, I was just kind of like songwriting and it kind of turned into that, you know? And uh, yeah. so I think the idea with this new one was just to keep writing songs naturally. And, you know, I have this theory that it's always good to sometimes be in a conceptual headspace and sort of find the themes that are going to be on your record. But I feel like a lot of times those things seep into our subconscious naturally. And it yes. happens when you're having conversations with people and it's like, dude, I heard, about, I was talking about this like yesterday with my friend or like, I was just talking about this concept. I'm a big believer in this like sort of communal consciousness. Right. So I was like big into that while writing this. And I was like, you know, man, I'm going to just like write, as natural as I can. Cause I think that's, what's going to yield the best songs and just trust that like at the end of the process, this will be sort of a body of work that's cohesive and has motifs and themes. Um, and pretty much very after the fact, looking back, like almost like making something in a frantic fury and then you hang it up on the wall and you take a deep breath and then you take some steps back and you're like looking at it and you're like, Oh, like shit. Like, it did. It's, it's there. It's something. And it's almost something that I intended, but in some ways not, you know, sometimes it just turns into something else. Um, so I don't know, yeah. there was, this is sort of a macro answer to your question, but no, there I was, love it. It's, yeah. I can definitely resonate with it because it's similar to, um, how I've been feeling about the new off-road record where for the longest time, it's something we've been working on since October, 2020. Mm. And 
as we've been doing it, I've had the title for the record for a long time. Okay. But I had, didn't have the record. You know, we'd have lots of demos or bits and pieces. Yeah. And gradually we had songs and then you start putting stuff together. And I had that time period where I was like, but is it going to be as good as the last one? Like, I'm always, not really sure. Always, always. But then we finally, <laughs> like in the last, like two weeks, I got this. It started to all kind of make sense. And um, Adam had kind of helped with that a bit too, where we were like, well, how are we going to put this thing out? And I was like, well, I have all this stuff and here's this theme, but like, how would we do it? And then as I started to really look at the songs, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like these guys are all like speaking together as one. And these songs are speaking together as one. And these, you know, and found the themes and everything. Um, Yeah. But after, it, but I only way. have one song left to finish. Okay, cool. So it's like it was like okay, now I get it. But that's because I'm done. I guess I think um, you know, <laughs> and it it's it's been really a a nice feeling because I'm sure you resonate with that stress of always wondering, like you know, with your as you're working on a piece of art, like, well, will people like it as much as this last one, or how do I make something more successful than the last one, or you know, mm-hmm. always just like kind of championing off of the feeling of your previous work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, or even I think feeling as well that, but also for, I, you know, listen to all sorts of music and I'm constantly changing what I'm listening to and getting into other stuff. And I guess there's always a fear of, am I walk like by experimentation and sort of opening up, Am I, I had this fear of, am I losing sort of the core of what made people fall in love with this band or project? And, you know, and I think I had to like put that worry aside and had lots of conversations about it with friends and, you know, took a buddy of mine saying, Kev, listen, like your songs are going to sound like your songs because they're written from you. And like, you got to just let go of that worry a little bit and like find what's natural because if you just sort of try, and I think sometimes this happens with bands and sometimes you can tell you try to just live in the past of like that initial sound, but there was a reason that sound was that way. It's because you were acting naturally at that point in your life. Right. So as long as I think, I think I'm on this new track where it's like, as long as you're just writing what feels true in the moment and feels real, that feeling will translate. And it's not necessarily about the sound rather than the motivation behind the sound that there's like something there that people resonate with when it's like there, you know? Absolutely, man. And I, uh, yeah, I I think I I very much agree with what your friend said to you where I think what most people are looking for from someone like you is I just want to hear your songs, man. Like I know whatever's up there in your head once you translate it and put it into musical format for us to digest. Likelihood is I'm just going to like it cuz I just like to hear you sing, dude. Um, <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, you know, it's pretty nice and it's cool seeing in on the new record, which funny, I kept like trying to go back to the old stuff and then I just keep talking about the new stuff, but um, we'll get there. But there's yes. one of the new songs. Uh, I want to say it's Miracle. Just really had me dancing in my kitchen today. Okay. It, was, it might have been Jacket because Jacket's a little was, dance here. Was it Miracle? That's probably Jacket. It's jacket. Oh yeah, it's the um, dancey one. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like, yeah, I was like making my breakfast and like my coffee this morning before my interview with Jack, and I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm like boogieing around and boogieing. <laughs> I was like slipping in my socks, and it's nice to hear you make like a really feel good song. Where I've definitely always resonated with the side of you that. Um, helps me to process my feelings because I think whether it was, um, you know, nowadays or everyone I've ever loved it, like I've had some common feelings Mm -hmm. with the music and the themes of your songs. And I think that's why I've always been able to stay a fan of yours. I think we're like similar ages and whether it be just like personal growing up, things that are hard or my own issues with religion and church, which like I talk about pretty openly here on the show where like I do have a lot of faith and I love um, 
religion as a conceptual ideal, but I think that it's really hard to keep consistent and positive, mm. if that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Positive and I'm curious though, positive in, in what ways? Um, positive in the ways that there is a lot of negative agenda that gets tied to religion primarily because of people that love Old Testament shit, but the <laughs> yeah. bigotry type ignorant stuff that is essentially the same stuff that I had trouble with in my youth. Um, mm-hmm. So like, just you know, it all feels like a form of bullying in some ways, right? Yeah, of, um, the, of us and them, right? Yeah, and yeah. I just am more of like a universal, there's something, let's yeah. find it kind of guy. Um, yeah. What's up, Mother Tuckers? Do you want to work with your favorite artist looking for that epic feature so everyone will know how badass your band is? Go check out FeatureDex.com. We have an insane selection of singers, screamers, guitarists, bassists, drummers, graphic designers, and a whole bunch more. Do you want Ryan Kirby to sing or scream on your song? Want Austin Archie to come and do a bunch of blasties on your track? Maybe you want even someone like Kevin to soothe your lover to sleep with his beautiful voice. Well, guess what? You can get them on FeatureDex.com. Go do it now. Don't be a stupid bitch. This week's mid-roll mosh is a song called Your Way by the band Downward. Um, you can find them Downward OKC on socials. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs, just flat out like favorite songs, period. Um, I'm obsessed with it. I constantly go back to it and it's just in my opinion, amazing. It's just something that strikes a chord for me. I think it's fucking perfect. Um, I think this band in general can do no wrong. It was on a two song release that they did in like 2020. Um, they just put out, um, a new record as well. It's called the brass something. Hold on one second. I'm just going to look it up and the brass tax. Um, so go check that out. Um, and, Overall, like, this is just one of those really special bands that I feel like people aren't necessarily listening to enough yet. Um, But really, everything they've released is fantastic. It's out now on New Morality Fanzine, who they just keep hitting gold. I don't know who you are, but I also am super obsessed with the sky. So black, you are a magical A&R. I don't, I don't know what you're doing or where you're finding all these bands, but fuck, you have fantastic taste. If you hear this, come on the show, let's chat. Um, seriously though, I love this band. I love this song. I have listened to it so very much. And, um, I just really think that this band is special. I hope you enjoy it. Let's chill the frig out and listen to Your Way by Downward.
but sure. um and that's why i think i've oh, regardless always been able to like resonate with your last two records as you've progressed so mm-hmm. it's nice where now in a time where you know i think i'm ready for a little bit of that you yeah. know like yeah. a little bit of jacket a little <laughs> bit of slipping in my shoes in yep. the kitchen yep. making my coffee it's nice to hear you that way. Yeah. Oh, I really cool. enjoy it. So it's cool. Well, it's funny because if you like, you know, dissect the lyrics, which I don't always encourage. Sometimes people just listen to music without. No, I, sort of, I will, but I haven't. No, um, but that. But I'm saying, like, sometimes that's that's good, and I think there's so interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend recently of like how people listen to music, and it was just a bunch of us, and someone was like, "Yeah, lyrics first, always," and then I get into the music. Other person's like, "What? No way!" Like you, you jam the song, and then you get into lyrics later. So it's just everyone has a different sort of process. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think a thing we tried doing on this record was not necessarily matching the vibe of the lyrics in parallel with the the vibe of the production and the song and the feel rather instead of parallel more contrasting right where it's like if you really pay attention to the lyrics there's some like you know some sad shit in there and some, some sort of thinking about emotion and, and all this stuff and but it's cool to wrap that in an opposing um element you know and i think that leads way to a lot more complexity than like oh this is sort of a bummer song and it's pretty like slow and you know what i mean like it's just cool to mess around with those relationships i am with you um i think that's super cool i'm gonna look these up now um and that will remind me to look at to read these later. But that's funny. So essentially, you're telling me that, that song's actually fucked up and sad, even though it it's makes me want Yeah, it's just it's yeah. There's you know stuff about how do you know you're really being genuine with yourself and others, and um, you know stuff about the weather and comparing our emotional states to volatility seen in nature, right? Which is sort of on that universal kick. And there's a lot of that on this record of just. Instead of looking, I think for so long, it was like, look inward for answers, look inward for answers, where a lot of this record is like, well, what are patterns I'm seeing around me in the world I'm a part of, not necessarily apart from, but a part of, and what are those patterns, and can they tell me something about myself and my community, and a lot of it to nature and animals and in weather, you know? Um, so, yeah, there's tons of stuff about that on, on the record. Cool. And by the way, I did um, find the album cover, and it's beautiful. I oh, love thanks! It. Um, very exciting. Um, who did the cover? Uh, Jordan Butcher. Um, Strange practice. I don't um, know who that is. That's he, cool, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff in the past few years, and uh, sort of had the concept and sort of fleshed it out together and uh, it landed there and we're, we're pumped about it. Yeah. For everyone listening, you can go to tooth and nail records.merchnow.com <laughs> and you yes. can pre-order heal my head and seafoam green vinyl. You stupid fuck. Do it now. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, I like it a lot. That's really, really pretty. Thanks. Man. Um, the, uh, you should do like a different little artwork for each birdie or something like that one that you did because it was cool. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we, yeah. I, I mean, like so birdies. on. It's funny on the. It's like a real clock. We like took a picture of and did all this stuff. But one of sort of the things we modified was, if you like zoom in close enough, you'll see it's like every clock corresponds to a or every hour corresponds to a song. So every bird corresponds to a song. That's sick. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, I like that it's not too much. I'm into more uh, subtle record covers these days. Mm. Um, I don't really need to have like the title like jammed down my throat. Anymore. Yeah, I don't even think the title's on there. <laughs> That's what's up. That's yeah. it. Just on the binding. That's super yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That should be. Um, so going way, way back, like we kind of started before, but just to get through it quick. Yeah. The exiting the fall into Valley Heart stuff, you end up, the band breaks up, you're moving on. Had you already written some of the Valley Heart songs? Yeah, I had. I started writing some solo songs, and uh, eventually those songs, which were just sort of acoustic, um, wanted to recontextualize them into like a full banding, full band rock sound, you know? Cool. Um, and that's what Valley Heart became, yeah. It was just sort of taking these songs and bringing them to the guys and sort of making dynamic rock with it. So did you already have interest from Rise into Exiting the Fall and then 
you guys like disbanded or how did you end no, up not showing at all. the EP uh, to rise? How did that end up coming together? Um, to rise. Wow. Yeah. It's been so long. Um, yeah, they, they reached out to us. They just got an email one day and they had heard, uh, the EP we'd put out ourselves and wanted to re-release it. And that's what we ended up doing with them. That's what became the re-release of nowadays, which a lot of people don't know. That's a re-release because we added a couple songs. Um, yeah. So there was initially four songs. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was four songs on the, on the first release and it was, had no midnight and no children had it was yeah just four it was nowadays kids from calvary kids from calvary nowadays when i wake gates and then i had these solo songs those were valley heart songs but i also had these other solo songs that i was like oh if we kind of made them into valley heart songs it'd be cool and that's what ended up being midnight and children um and then those went on there we recorded them and put them on there and then yeah we released the full thing and got it like remixed and redid the drums i think yeah, Who I think did we did that record. Um, so that one was weird, right? Because we did the e- the first EP with like a different guy, and then when we did the re-release, it was like, oh, we want to work with someone else, and then we went with Kevin Billingsley, who is still a big collaborator and sort of co-produced and, and not that sort of really co-produced. Familiar? What else is he? Yeah, doing? he's a he's a guy out of. Um, um portland maine and he does like a lot of local stuff he's worked on like the lamb of god record and like works like the foo Foo fighters a little bit too i don't know he's done some like crazy rock stuff but he he's he's so great man he's just one of those guys that we just clicked from the beginning he he saw us play live one of our first shows in portland and he came up to me and he was like hey i want to record you guys like free come to a studio i just want to like get to know you guys and that's the day we recorded children on that ep and wow. just have like a great vibe and sort of relationship recording with him. And then that's what we went to for the first LP everyone I've ever loved. And he did like, you know, the, the engineering, the mixing, everything on that. So that's why it sounds fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's so great. I, yeah. Kevin Billingsley, he's a engineer, producer, mixer, really, really great. That album cover for everyone I've ever loved. How, mm-hmm. um, is that real? Like, is that from school or something? Yeah, from that's my class picture. That's kindergarten. What year? Kindergarten? 2000. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, PS12 in Queens, New York. That's I grew up crazy. grew up in Queens, yeah. Oh, did you really? I did, yeah. No shit. Where's yeah, your accent? I know. Well, so I always joke. I moved to Boston when I was, you know, 11. So I think it canceled out, you know, I got a little New York, a little Boston. I ended up somewhere in the middle with sort of an even keel. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's interesting. Your um, speaking voice is very um, similar to your singing voice. So actually I was, I was going to wonder if you're noticing this. So I'm using my mic, but my for some reason this mic with this pre it's so sensitive that if i speak too loud it'll clip so i'm holding back a little bit not in content just no, in voice it's nice. I'm, I'm, yeah it's a little more of like a smoothing a soothing session because i i don't oh, want but to don't clip even worry the audio. About it. i can just uh i'm gonna put this thing through you know that how but the best thing that's happened to editing my podcast that howard benson vocal suite Oh, no. So if it clips, you can sort of fix yeah, it. Yeah, put gain reduction on it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Let's go. It ends up Let's going pretty good. Scream yeah. it off. <laughs> I know. You don't do that anymore, bro. Okay. No, um, I know. It's, um, yeah. Way back when, though. I can't. I can't. I can't afford it. I was losing my voice on the road, and I was like, ah, this isn't sustainable. It's I'm not, I'm not cut hard. out for this. And I mean, dude, I mean, your guy, well, what's your, the screamer, Ryan, Kirby. Ryan yeah. I mean, like, you know, guys like that, I always wonder. And cause I will scream a little bit on tour or something in like certain parts of songs and it's tough. It's tough to like do that every night. And I have mad respect for screamers. Yeah. He, cause now he sings a lot too. So okay. he has to do back and forth, you know, more like a kill switch engagey kind of thing where you're right. going back and forth with it. But, um, he does the part of his range that he loses, and it seems like a lot of other people that do the same thing loses their falsetto. Yeah, where they can still they can keep cursing it out, girl. But yeah. getting that delicate, that little you know falsetto part Head of voice. your voice is just yeah. it's gone. Um, yeah, and we have a lot of that. So yeah, there's it's an, yeah. I'm in I'm in why I'm pretty I only thrive stream. You know, <laughs> okay. when I am luckily having like in ears helps and stuff where like. 
Yeah, you guys. You know, my mix is super hot because I'm pretty deaf, and um, so in my mix, my voice is like very much the loudest thing in my ears. Okay, so then I don't have to push hard. I can just fry scream it, and Brian will work the fader a little bit there, and totally, yeah. And yeah, I mean, when we toured a while ago, we were doing like small rooms and some, there's this room that just didn't even have monitors and they were like, well, good luck. And this was, this was a long time ago, but it's like shows like that. I, Oh buddy. Yeah. I love the vibe, but for your voice and for yeah. Longevity of it. Oh, it's, it's bad, man. It, yeah, it's, it can get weird. (laughs) Oh yeah. I learned that the hard way when I started doing off-road shows too. Cause yeah. You know, you go from just doing like background vocals here and there and like some singing and some yep. screaming to then trying to do the whole like 40 minute set. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's um, a lot every night. Yeah. All right, let's go. And it's always and I always sound I always catch myself talk because it's such a pleasure. You get to talk to so many people and meet so many people on tour. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. But it's also just, you know, you're on, you're giving your all and your voice and then you just have you know, you're chatting with a bunch of people over loud music and it's like, oh man, it's, it's a lot, but I love to talk to people, but yes, I agree with you. It's so hard. That's the most damaging part of the night. And people don't even know that where it's like, if the, cause Ryan's done that for years too, where he would always go out and like, now that we do like VIP packages, we don't do it. Cause then otherwise, like, what's the point buying the VIP package? If you just meet the guy at the fucking table, but like, (laughs) you know, like, it's interesting, you know, seeing, I think it's a really sweet thing to have to deal with where it's like, of course. well, I don't want to fuck up my voice, but all these people like came to see us, like I should go talk to them. And yeah, um, I love it. I know. I it's cute. Yeah, for like, sure. Gosh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, man. Like I, I when it comes to, uh, you know, doing the, the screaminess nowadays. I just don't think, ah, no pun intended. I don't think anybody uh, <laughs> really expects it from me at least, but it was nice on like some of the pieces when you have gotten a little girthy with it. It's got that yeah. Dustin Kensaru kind of thing. Yeah. It. No, I love, record. I love recording it. Don't get me wrong. I love the sound of it. I'm just always conscious of the sustainability of it, but it's always like, well, you can always knock it down a key or two, you know, live. Um, yes. so there's always that, uh, but yeah, I, I, I try to be more conscious about the melodies I write now, just a bit, just so I'm not writing anything that's like, oh, this is fun, this is exciting. But then later, you know, you're sort of, that's stapled in and that's what people want to hear. It's that note, so. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. But yeah, you'll just have to do, I mean, so many people do that where they just play something down a step, you know, oh, when yeah. they're, you know, playing no it shame. live or whatever. Oh, yeah, for and sure. As you should, because it's hard and... Um, fuck you guys you're not doing it every day so whatever <laughs> um, yeah yeah um, but yeah man so that's, no, that's pretty uh, cool so yeah now we can finally get to the new record um again but when's it. it coming out you said it's coming out in like a week or two june 3rd so that's a week and cool. a half that's very soon yeah that's very very soon um, yeah that's the day i leave to go to australia that's pretty cool cool um turn on the plane yeah, I I will. I will be listening <laughs> to it. Um, that'll be nice. But um, how's, how's your venture been so far? I know you and I, when it came and you were in your interim stage uh, and you the band was unsigned, you and I had a conversation about Tooth and Nail because um, they've been interested in you for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been enjoying your time with Adam and, and the label? Yeah, I mean, I remember. Put them on blast. You can do put it right on now. Blast. You can say them. They fucking coming for you, Adam. Here we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, I mean, you you said something that stuck with me that day, and it was, man, Adam's a homie, and he's like a really, really, really great guy to talk to, and and it's just that. I mean, there's not. He's, he's a really cool guy, and and it's been really cool to see the support. Um, to have that support behind a release has been really cool. Yes. Um. Yeah, and also I think there's a good balance of they, you know, uh, let you do your thing, but also care to, to you know, push it or, or or sort of help, you know. Um, yeah. So that that's that's nice because I mean we we had you know interesting experiences all over the music industry in the past as as one does. You've sometimes. been through the gauntlet a little yeah, bit, like yeah. and it's interesting because. 
you know, with tooth and nail, I think, you know, the, the coolest thing about them is like you said, Adam's a really cool guy. Like the team is cool. They care about you. They're really nice. It's not like going through a million people. Everything's like a text message away. That aspect is pretty tight. But as things have gotten, um, older and it's, you know, people still primarily refer to solid state and to the nails, like Christian labels, despite their attempt to maybe, um, steer away from that a little bit. But the cool thing at the moment is, uh, tooth and nail hired, um, uh, a new uh, marketing director uh, in Anna who is yeah. a fucking wizard. And <laughs> she has abs- – it's crazy just looking at the numbers and everything, um, what an impact that this individual has had on the label and the products that are coming out from the label. So yeah. it's cool to see that right now there's like a really nice positive swing of um, – just kind of results happening. Momentum, um, yeah, yeah. Momentum yeah. and results for uh, the products, and uh, it's been a real pleasure. So, yeah. Well, and Anna, if you for any reason do this, <laughs> definitely, yeah, Thanks. hi, Anna. you're great. Um, um, yeah, no, I think we were very much interested in that and in sort of being <laughs> a part of that new momentum and wave, um, which is this obviously all everything goes deeper, but this goes deeper for me too. Where it's like, you know, I think we had talked about this on our call and and part of my reservation at the time was like not wanting to be lumped into to the christian world at all right and like not wanting to feeling like personally i've developed in new ways and you know having done that in the past feeling like oh i like wonder how that will be but then sort of realizing and making the decision that in some ways i'm more interested in redefining what that looks like than i am in like saying like fuck it i'm just out of here you know um, yeah. and sometimes that, yeah, I, not that we're a Christian no, man at I'm all totally by any stretch, yeah. but there's this interesting thing that man, it's, everything is so, is so that's not so black and white. Right. And there's gray areas and there's complexity and it's interesting to be a part of what that looks like in whatever faith looks like. Right. Cause we're not, we're not your conservative Christian, like at all. Like, you know, like we've talked about, I think we're on the same page with like a lot of that stuff, like social issues. And it's cool to see though, that you can still hold those things and have conversations. It gets annoying sometimes when people have an expectation of like what you should be like, or, you know, that stuff's weird to me because I just don't even think about that stuff anymore. Not going to church or being in the church. So to get that is, it is sometimes like a little, triggering for lack of a better word it's like oh this is that like feeling and never comes from tooth and nail but just like maybe from adjacent fans or worlds or stuff like that um but you know i think those oddballs are worth dealing with for the sense of i came up in this and i'm interested in seeing how it evolves and being a part of that evolution is very very interesting and very cool and feels like a lot of responsibility and one that has been really interesting to just sort of write about and, and uh, yeah, see how that influence plays out, you know? Absolutely, man. And with that, I'm going to go through my under oath phase and I think I'm going to say fuck on the next off road record. <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. how we'll just slowly, you know, just wean down people and be like, all right guys, like, come on. And then the one after that, I'll say like four fucks and then they'll find the podcast and they'll be like, Oh my God, I am going to hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I yeah. think it's really cool, man. Cause it's funny with your band, how you've started. I mean, your band was signed to fucking rise records. Like it's not like you guys started on a tooth nail type thing. So like anyone yeah. tying yeah. you to like a religious pretense is uh, silly. The reason why you, I think are teamed with them and they are teamed with you is because of a appreciation for what you create sonically. Definitely. And that may tie to some of the things like, you know, like a may a more successful band that they have been able to work with the Copeland, you mm-hmm. know, some stuff where it's like, yeah, these are the best bands that we've had on our label. And now we hear a band that sounds like that again. Uh, we should probably try to work with that band. Like that's a fuck. It makes sense. Yeah. If you're a fucking business. Like, <laughs> right. so, yeah. you know, I yeah. think as long as you can find a way for everybody to be like, Hey, I'm the juice, you're the squeeze. Let's figure this shit out. Yeah. That's healthy. You know, like don't live your life, you know, thinking like, no, like no one should ever like be able to use me for any of my art. No, no. Use me. Just make sure I get paid really fucking good for it or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see how it all pans together because as a fan of your band, really all I want is, is, 
for you to be happy and, and for your, your art to be successful in whatever way you deem it to be successful. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thanks, dude. So it's very exciting. It was cool to see you guys partner together all in all um, yeah. at the end of the day because it was one of those where, you know, in talking to Adam regularly where he was like, yeah, I really I really want this band. I just got to got to convince this guy. And I was just like, <laughs> hmm, yeah. interesting. Yes. Um, you know, and that's where it's nice to have buddies. And you guys are both my buddies. So yeah. it's pretty cool. cool. Um, yeah. Well, everyone's going to be super excited for this new record then. That's lovely. Yeah. We're, um, we're pumped, man. We're really, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's the best stuff we've done. But everyone always says that about their shit. So there's nothing unique in saying that, but I genuinely well, feel you that. you topped yourself pretty good from the EP to the LP, and I'm sure you can do mm. it again. I mean, because everyone I've ever loved was definitely like a culty. Um love record where it was a lot of like i'd hear people sharing it and talking about it and be like yeah this is definitely the best record i heard this year like this isn't yeah the people that like loved it were they really loved. really really in love with it yeah and i think it resonated with them super hard and i think that's such a cool way to build a fan base because you create diehards versus like flash yeah. in the pan shit Right. Where, you know, like, it's nice to be the hottest thing. It is very cool to be the hottest thing. Like, every day of my life, I'm the hottest thing I've seen. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. But it, it's like, it's just when you put out records like that, when you put out records like nowadays and everyone, you get people who are like, yeah, I'm just going to follow this band and for all of time. I feel like it's mm -hmm. like that's how you become like a Jeremy Enoch. You become mm. like a, you know, something that's more iconic in and of itself where it's like, no, I just enjoy every piece of art you create because yeah. I enjoy you. That's really cool um, to hear. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I mean, it sounds like it's making an impact on people's stories and that's all I've, that is what I deem successful just to be able to do that consistently. And um, it's still really cool that we're able to do it and with this new record. So, man, that's sick. Yeah. Well, dude, are, do you have any like tour plans coming up for the year? Or when can we see you perform this shit? We're doing some hometown stuff uh, this summer and Northeast stuff, probably late summer. Nothing officially set yet. Where are yet, you playing but, in the hometown? Uh, we're going to play. So we're going to have a release uh, party. We're going to do like a listening party um, on the day of the release of the record on June 3rd. You doing and it at that? What's that place? The Beverly or whatever? Um, no. Uh, so Beverly is a town. Not yeah, that's where my wife went to. Oh, or yeah, at Montserrat. Um, oh, I'm Montserrat. Thinking, okay, yeah, that's where my wife went to school. Um, no way, no shit. She went to yeah. Montserrat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of that's this such a one small world. venue that I've seen a few shows in. Boston. In Beverly? Yeah, it, or in no, in Boston. It's like a 500 Boston. cap. Um, okay. God damn it. My Sinclair. buddy um, played in the, this band called the Ballroom Thieves that would play. Yeah, Devin. I know Devin. Like, yeah, Devin. He's he's the man. He's yeah, an Devin's angel the person. Man. Yeah, I met um, Devin through, like, yeah, I remember meeting Devin and him being like, yeah, I grew up with Tuck. I was like, what? No way. Because I met him through, yeah, yeah like, actually, he was part of that, like, Portland, Maine, where we recorded, like, kind of that whole scene. Um, yeah. And met him through that and just being like, what? Like. I made you through the folk world, but you know this dude that I met in like the metal world? Like one of those like music is such yeah, a we small, grew up down yeah. the street from each other. That's so cool. Um, so he's, yeah, that's that's my big dog right there. That's sweet, um, that's sweet. Because he's like the Jason Momoa of folk music. Um, he's so ridiculously <laughs> yes, hot. Handsome, and, um, handsome guy. Yeah, just for everyone listening, this man is like 6'4", legit looks like Jason Momoa, got the whole hair, everything. Beautiful individual. Just imagine him going ham on a cajon, you know, just on yeah, a cajon. Like that's, yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah, what a guy. Stuff, um, and he's on the, the tour managing game now these days, oh. which is real cool. Um, really? He's been doing some sweet stuff on that end. and just That's like, cool. Yeah, just some of the like larger folk acts that they was, those guys were like hanging out with. Yeah. Um, he's now just like tour managing a few of them. That's and sweet. It's fucking sick. Um, but that's very cool. I am really, I, can you send me the record so yeah. I can listen to it before all of these other people listen Absolutely. to it? Absolutely. I guess around the same time. That I'll private link. That Yay! Yeah. That sounds great. Um, I will have yeah. to go and pick up one of these pre-orders. And again, for yes. everyone that's listening to this, um, you can either go to the Tooth and Nail Merch Now site, or do you guys have your own 
either merch now or we are going to have our, yeah, we're working on getting our merch store back up for the release date. So that will be up. Um, but we're still working on the URL. So I don't have it right now, but find it on our Instagram and and website and shit. And then we'll be there. Yeah. And also I didn't mention, but the show we're doing an LP release show on July 23rd at arts of the armory in Somerville. So that'll be cool. I haven't even announced that yet, but I think by the time this will be out, it'll be announced. Great. Yeah. I, maybe I'll convince the lady we'll take a trip, go, go to Beverly. To come up north. To your show. Yeah. That'd be great. We've been wanting to do that just because I've never seen Beverly. I've never been there. Okay. And, uh, you know, she wants to just, you know, go trudge through there. So that would be fun. Yeah, Beverly's cool. I mean, Salem is cool. I, I used to live in Salem before I moved up to Montreal, which is the town over. Have you been there? No. No? Yeah, Salem, Mass. Sounds you gothy know? and fun. It's yeah. a little gothy, but you know, it's one of those places that you, th- you know, it's known for something, but obviously there's like more to it than what it's known for. It's known for like the witch trials and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I lived there for four years with like roommates and people and moved from there last year and now I live up here, but yeah. Was it fun? You liked it? It was. It, I loved Salem. Yeah. I, I really love Salem. I miss it sometimes, but it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice there. Hell yeah. Well, dude, yeah. dude um, thanks for having I don't me. really, yeah, I don't really think I have anything else for you today. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug for the band or anything else you're working on before I let you go? Um, nothing right now. Yeah. Just excited about the record, excited to put it out and, and connect with people. And this was really fun to get to talk about it some more with you. And yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you, buddy. Well, hang on one second so I can properly say goodbye to you off the air. But thank you very much for coming on the show. And I hope you had a good time getting tucked. Yes. All right. That was the show. And wasn't it a nice one? Man, Kevin, thank you so much for being my guest. Um, I will say it again. Such a massive fan of this guy and his art and everything that he's done. Um, And I think that um, there's just a lot of people out there who can resonate with the things that Kevin has to say. Super smart guy, beautiful lyricist, and just amazing fucking dude. I hope you all enjoyed it. What a great show. Um, I lied to you all last week. Previously, uh, you know, in that last episode, I said that Jack was coming up. Jack is actually going to be on the next episode. Um, It's fantastic chat. Jack from Slaughter to Prevail. Can't wait to fucking show you all. Um, Love you guys. I hope you have a great week. And as always, good try!
Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.